forever. Dog. Hello, Adventure Cateers. The episode you're about to hear was recorded over Zoom and live streamed on the internet in the not so distant past. It's just one of many stay at home live streams available right now on your Thrilling Adventure Hour podcast feed. But if you want access to the complete Thrilling Adventure Hour, that's the entire back catalog, plus bonus content, plus live streams not yet available here, plus complete libraries of classic segments in case you've ever wanted to listen to the complete Sparks Nevada in order and uninterrupted, or the complete Beyond Belief, uh, the complete Captain Laserbeam, the complete Chrono Patrol Extended Universe, etc., etc., etc. All of that is available on Patreon for the low, low monthly price of $5. Patreon gives you a members-only RSS feed that can be plugged into your podcast player of choice for easy listening, and then you're off and running. Your Patreon membership not only gives you access to all that amazing content, it also helps us to keep doing the show. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate your support. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you. And now, on with the show. To sign up for the Thrilling Adventure Hour Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash thrillingadventurehour. That's patreon.com slash thrillingadventurehour. Our story begins in a penthouse suite high above Park Avenue, where it is just after three o'clock. Is it after three o'clock yet, darling? Well, I don't know, love. I've been waiting by the window to see if the school bus... Oh, it's pulling up now. <gasps> Let me see. Why, it looks like a school bus for rents from up here. Oh, there she is. There's our daughter. I see her. I see our little Sunday Doyle. Why, she looks like an aunt that looks just like me at that age. Oh, how I've missed her. Do you think she missed us whilst at school? Well, perhaps. What do you think is taking the elevator so long? Oh, you don't think it's stuck, do you? A little one trapped inside a spacious elevator so close and yet so far? Oh, Thank goodness the elevator has arrived safe and sound, hopefully delivering our darling daughter in that condition as well. How long is the walk from the elevator to the apartment? Well, do you suppose she's taking the scenic route? Oh, oh, look at the doorknob turn. She's home. She's home. Oh, what is taking the doorknob so very long? Hello, mother. Hello, father. She's here. She's here. She's talking to us. I see her. That's right. Now what? I don't know. What do we usually do? Oh, I know what to do. A tale of piggies and markets performed in the medium of toesies. Please take off your shoes and socks, young lady, that we may begin the long journey wee, wee, wee all the way home. Mom, I'm too old for this little piggy. Oh, they grow up so fast. Oh, they do, don't they? I know what. School, how was it? Slow torture. I loved it. You do have your way of looking at things, don't you, darling? Well, she likes her humor like she likes her outfits. Lipstick, shoes, hair, and fingernails. Dark. Teacher wouldn't even hear my suggestion for story time. It was as if she were paraphrasing the very raven I was requesting, as she said, essentially, nevermore. No, Poe? Oh, no. Oh, rough day, kiddo. Would you care for a drink? You mean milk? Oh, we don't grow up that fast, I suppose. Uh, milk it is, young lady. Sadie, where do we keep fifths of milk? 
in the milk cabinet, of course. The refrigerator. Uh, that's the one. Would you like a cookie as well? Oh. Yes, please. Then you shall have a cookie, for this is what children consume with milk for pleasure. And you are our child that we have and have had for years and years. Right? Right. You've your grandmother's pale skin, though it skipped a generation, and your father's hollow eyes that he doesn't have, but you do. You're ours through and through, despite very much evidence against. I'm back without cookies, I'm afraid. I couldn't find them and I looked everywhere. Where's the milk, darling? Well, we haven't any milk either, nor any butter noodles, nor sugar cereals, nor any mess that would indicate child ownership, leading me to only one conclusion. We have a very mature child. Exactly. Not so very mature, am I? Why don't we attempt a game? Families play games, right? <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. Benjamin Franklin, time saves nine. Doyle, we are a family of three, as we have always been. Haven't we? Of course we have. One, two, three, see? Now, shall we play a game in the fashion of families? Yes, please. Sadie, what is that game we play sometimes? Night Watchman. What's that? Well, I'm the night watchman at the distillery, and your mother is the clever and supple thief who shivers past the copper still to pilfer an entire oak cask of Loch Lomond. Perhaps a different game. Matches? Oh, no, young lady. You're too young to play with matches. Well, you're liable Are to burn you? down the whole apartment. Uh, well, how else do you win? I tell you what let's do. How about that big family dinner we always enjoy together? Sunday, love, have you... What's the thing? Washed my hands. Yes, father. Sadie, love, has something happened to the place settings? Let me see. Linen napkin, fish fork, dinner fork, salad fork, dinner plate, dinner knife, appetizer knife, soup spoon, cocktail fork, cocktail knife, cocktail spoon, highball glass, martini glass, brandy snifter. No, no, nothing's out of order. But that there are two settings and, at last count, three of us. <clears throat> That's okay. I brought my own plate, see? Brought it from where? Somewhere. Of course, that makes sense. From where else would anything come than somewhere? What's for dinner? First things first, darling. Please take your elbows off the table. <laughs> Mother, you are always nagging me. Am I? It's endearing. Oh, am I? No. You're always giving me stern lectures about boys and walking home alone at night in the dark. One thing I don't care for and one thing I do. Well, one can't fault me for being protective of my only daughter. But we can't coddle her, Frank. They do grow up so fast. They grow, they up, grow so up fast. So fast. I see I've rushed things. Maybe it's my bedtime. I do believe it's your bedtime. Yes, let's all hold hands and walk to... My bed, which is the settee by the window. 
There's an appeal to the knowledge that I might roll over and out the window. I sleep sounder knowing that to toss and turn might lead to my death plummet. <laughs> that tracks. Commence hand-holding. Ow! Splinter. No. Splinter? Nope. All right. I'm tucked in, but I don't feel properly afraid of the dark yet. Well, for reasons beyond my understanding, I feel your interests are served best by kissing you on the forehead and assuring you there's nothing under your bed. Sofa. Thank you, Father. Ow! Splinter! No. Okay. Now, in my experience, not only is there likely something under the bed, it probably means to harm you. Uh, now I'm properly frightened. Thank you. I tell you what, Daddy will, instead of sleeping the way he used to, stay up all night with his crossbow, watching you adoringly and protectingly. And Mommy will stay by his side with a chalice of holy water to protect and adore Daddy as he protects and adores you. I will also protect and adore you. Will you tell me a story? We'll tell you anything you like. Yes, a, a Poe or no? No, thank you. I would like a scary story, with you parents as the stars, and also with ghosts, and with another monster, dealer's choice, but something definitely murderous. Oh, I've just the one. Bolt your mind, lock your heart, and steal yourself for mysterious suspense in Mommy's first story, The Spirit of Hospitality. Our story begins right here in this penthouse suite. Sadie, darling, would you remind me of the name of that one bartender we love? We love most bartenders, don't we? Yes, but the one I'm thinking of is special. Give me a hint. Well, I believe his name resides towards the end of the alphabet. Uberto? We adore him. Ulysses, a true artist. Uriah, a true craftsman. Victor, what he can do with rye. Is it Vincent with his fast gin fizz? Oh, Valentino or Werner, a Vernon and Warner or Werner or Wesley or Wesson or West. William, perhaps, or Wilmer, perhaps, or Wilson, perhaps? The perhaps triplets? Three brothers, one bar, no waiting. I feel as if you're getting closer the further down the alphabet you go. Oh, Frank, surely you don't mean Winston. Surely I do mean Winston, yes! Ah, Winston, maestro of the martini and unshakably sweet. <laughs> oh, a favorite fellow for many reasons, including how he matches us drink for drink. Remind me, won't you, of the name and location of the bar he tends? Winston's Bar Winston's, of which he serves as proprietor. It's located at the intersection, if I recall correctly, of too far to walk and not far enough to be driven. So, not right over there in our living room, then? No, Frank, not in our living room. Then, Sadie, I'm going to have to ask you to explain that. Mr. Oh. and Mrs. Doyle! Fancy meeting you here. Winston, it's you behind a bar. The both of you shimmering translucently in our living room, saying just what you always say when you see us. Winston Sullivan, at your service. <laughs> you also always say that. Looks like you got started without me, drinking martinis I didn't make, which is a choice, I suppose. A bad one. And life is too short for any martini but the best. 
Come on, finish those losers up and get ready for two of the greats for two of the greats. And don't mind if I join you. Well, look at that. He's floating our liquor bottles to stock his bar. Winston, dear, speaking of lives and their lengths, are you aware that while you are here in our home, that if the fact that some light is able to travel through you is any indication, you're also hereafter in our home? Is that so? You'd think I'd remember something as big as dying. The common side effect, forgetting. It's like the morning after a good party, hazy details. Well, my life was a good party, and being here with good friends in a well-stocked bar, ha, I'm not sure this isn't heaven. Oh, it's only heaven for us, I'm afraid. Now, Winston, as you're a friend and a bartender, we're only happy to help you move on to the right afterlife for you. If you say so. Couple of questions. Standard spectral boilerplate. Are you aggrieved, unfulfilled, discontented? Restless, vexed, vengeful? None of those things. Not ever and not now. Perhaps an unrequited love you need to confess? Duh. You've known about my feelings for years, Mrs. Doyle. Oh, Winston. <laughs> what a fun joke that you're in love with my wife. I enjoy it too, perhaps more than either of you. Well, who could that be? Are you expecting anyone, Winston? I wasn't even expecting myself, to be honest. Frank, darling, you'd better answer it. Well, me? What did I do? We're already entertaining. And you're a the more the merrier type. And you are not, are you? I am not. Oh, excuse me. Door opening noise. Happy Halloween! <laughs> That's where you're wrong, sport. First of all, it's not October. Yes, it is. Well, it's certainly not the 31st. It is today. Even if it were, it's not night. Look outside. All right, you win. I don't have any candy. Would you like a drink? No, I'm not a child, and this isn't a costume. I'm a skeleton in bits of armor, obviously. Oh, so it's not two costumes. Got it. But you see, we already have our hands full with a bartender's ghost. So you can see that you'll need to come back some other time, preferably somewhere else. Oh, but I need your help tonight. It's noble, I promise. Shh, not so loud and not so here. I tell you what, go downstairs and wait five minutes. And you'll meet me there? Sure. Please, it's a matter of life and death. Life and death? That sounds serious. You should know, Winston, dear. And you should be the beneficiary of our help, dear Winston. Bartender's privilege. What's my hurry? If someone needs help and you can help, shouldn't you ought to help? I don't know. I, I just make drinks. Speaking of which, I made drinks. Winston, you make a good point and a good drink. We'll hear him out, but with a grain of salt. Yeah, skeletons, you see, tend to be entirely made of bones. We are that. Animated by magic or souls or soul magic. Nobody knows. Especially not skeletons is the point. <laughs> no hearts. Brains. No brains. What we have instead is the secret name of God written by sorcerers. Rabbis. Jewish sorcerers and put under our tongues. You don't have tongues. Which we don't even have. And which isn't even you. That's golems. Right. What do we have instead of brains? <laughs> Nobody knows. Especially not skeletons. But I do have a quest. And we'll address it, but we'll see to Winston as well, just in case. Just in case of what? 
We don't know why you're here, but it could become a problem. You see, a restless spirit only grows more restless. Oh, I'm not restless. A spiteful spirit more full of spite. I wouldn't even know how to be spiteful. A lovesick spirit more sick with love? Now, while I adore your missus... Ah, note my laugh, good-natured. I've never run a fever from it. Well, if you are indeed anything, emotional spillover may affect the tenor of this place and those within it the longer you linger. There is no reason to fret yet, however. Maybe you're here for closure. Uh, awake you're awake for before moving on. That does sound like me. I'm sure that's it. Why, if I were your spirit, I wouldn't rest until tying on one more with the Doyles. <laughs> There's no reason an unsettled spirit has to lead to supernatural unpleasantness just because it has in every other experience we've ever had. Exactly. Join us, won't you, armored skeleton fellow? I'm sorry, is it Mr. or Sir? Uh, just Ozzy, and, and there's no time. But, I mean, I, sure, I'll have a drink if that's what we're doing. Ah, good 12% of a man. Thank you. Uh, but I must implore you to... Oh, this drink is very good. Listen to my plea, which starts with a story. A lot of story. I implore you to skip to the plea. I couldn't. You could. I believe in you. I'll tell it quick. A long time before, months ago now, there was an evil demon. No, that's not right. He was the devil. No, no, that's not right. Oh, somewhere between a demon and the devil. His name was Bedeviel, and he forged a weapon of great power. Yes, yes, a gun or a sword or something. No, a ring. A ring is not a weapon. This one is, and there were armies of all the noble horror clans, skeletons and mummies and mothmen. Mothmen? Uh, people who were bitten by moths and transform in a full moon into a cocktail of man and moth. Anyway, a bunch of armies of us fought against Bedeviel's army of demonlings, and then Bedeviel, you'll never guess, put on the ring, which was like all of his power turned into a ring. If you already have the power, why make jewelry out of it? To do the things you're able to do already, but in ring form. Please stop telling us the story. I'm getting to the middle of the pre-beginning. I like this story. A lot going on feels like. So, Bedeviel is really powerful. A mummy prince tries to stop him from stomping a mummy king, but Bedeviel smashes the prince's bandage-wrapped sword because of how he's strong, because he gave himself his own power, which he already had in ring form. Sure, okay. But then the prince used the part of a sword he had left and he did some real wild slicing. To what effect, if any? Let's just say he decapitated Bedeviel's finger at the neck that was his finger knuckle. Oh, man. Sorry, the finger with the ring on it? That's the one. So this ring full of power didn't protect the finger it was on? And without the ring, all the demonlings and Bedeviel himself all dissipated like dust. There is nothing but downside to this ring. Oh, wait until you hear about how from the moment it's taken in battle, it whispers. What, the, the ring can talk? It's a character now? Not really, but kinda? Let me guess. A series of things about which I do not care happens? How do you know? And now you must find or fight or destroy the ring. Destroy. Ooh, this story has everything. A ring, a skeleton. 
we've banded together a select few heroes from the noble horror clans, each to a different quest. Banding together separately. Exactly, yes. I have the ring and I need to throw it into a pit of hellfire. And I need your help. Well, of course, we must have a pit of hellfire around here somewhere. <laughs> you Doyles would, wouldn't you? It sounds unlikely, but what do I know? I'm a ghost pouring drinks to a skeleton night, which, speaking of, here you go, friend. So, in the end, you'd like us to come with you on this fool's errand? Hero's quest. Uh, what sort of hero's quest requires chaperones? I'm asking you to help fulfill a prophecy that a small band of skeletons will be the ones to save the world. Fulfill it how exactly? Are you asking for referrals? I'm afraid we've only met a few of you skeletons in passing. Yes, they stopped by to try to take our organs. As you might expect, we did not keep in touch. You don't want our organs, do you? No, I want your skeletons. Ah. I'm just asking for your bones, stripped clean and enchanted by unknowable skeleton magic to join my quest. The rest of your body can stay. <laughs> what do you say? Do you have the prophecy on you? I'd like to see it. You're just going to have to take my word for it. That's asking a lot. <sighs> okay, cards on the table. I need you to help me finish writing the prophecy, and then I need you to help me fulfill it. There's not much time. Barely enough to flay you with my sword, much less than to do Le Dance Squelette, a joyful jig to the sweet sound of the xylophonic ribcage song known only to skeletons that is so contagiously toe-tapping that your bones won't be able to help but leap up and dance along, thus turning them and you into alive skeletons. And then, after that, we three journey to the nearest pit of hellfire which is kind of a hike, and we have to do it all by midnight. What do you say? Well, there's not much time. Hang on, what? Yes, do hurry up. Wait, really? No, of course. The world is at stake. There's a prophecy. We help out when we can. That is really nice of you. Truly above and beyond. Like, way above. Way beyond. Do you want to go first, darling? Oh, no. I can tell how much you want to go. I really do want to be deboned first. <laughs> I, we don't really think of it as deboning so much as freeing your bones. Of course, I'm sorry. Please free my skeleton with that sword of yours. All right, here we go. Oh, impressive sword. Sharp, your flesh will see. Uh, <laughs> before you do this, do you mind if I ask a question? I mean, we're pressed for time, but sure, go ahead. Thank you. That's very easygoing of you. I myself am pretty easygoing. Mostly it's great, but sometimes I give too much. Well, I currently relate to that. Do you find this whole atmosphere feels somehow accommodating? And everyone in it too. Yeah. Is it possible that I am the cause of such amiable attitudes that the place and those inside it are experiencing the kind of slippage of nature that might, in retrospect, be regrettable? How do you mean? Will the Doyles regret being open to being turned into skeletons? Maybe. Could be. Still do it, though. Absolutely still do it. Me first. I think for the sake of future regret, we should try to figure out how to get rid of me before anyone makes like a piranha and skeletonizes anyone. Uh, uh, only if we can do it quickly, and if you promise to be open to fulfilling the prophecy by being skeletons. All right. Can I give Winston another crack, my dear? 
sure. Winston, darling, what could keep your immortal soul from finding peace? If I knew, I'd tell you. Have you perchance a secret to reveal? No secrets here. Uh, a score to settle. I'd never hold a grudge. Buried treasure, the location of which is known only to you. <sighs> I wish. Could you have been cursed by a witch, a magician, or a talking snake? With this smile? <laughs> have you inherited any necklaces, amulets, dolls, ancient texts, anything that could carry a curse? No, 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 and no. Gosh, I'm embarrassed to be a ghost, lingering like a party guest who won't take the hint. Well, you didn't choose it. You can't help it. Is there anything you'd like to do while you're here? You know, I wouldn't say no to saying goodbye to my daughter, Julia. I didn't get a chance. Of course. A final farewell to your little girl. That could be just the thing to release you. Yes, and if you can hold a bottle, you can dial a phone. Give her a call. Hello? Hello. Is this Julia Sullivan? Yes. May I help you? You certainly can, young lady. What lovely manners, Winston. A real little lady. She's 37. Such a fun age. Julia, darling, my name is Sadie Doyle. I'm an old friend of your father's. Oh, I know who you are, Mrs. Doyle. My father talked about you all the time. He mentioned you see ghosts. That's the reason we're calling. Hello, Bunny. Your father says hello, Bunny. Oh, hello, Daddy. Why can't I hear him? Uh, ghost voices don't work over the phone. I suppose that makes as much sense as anything. We find it best never to press too hard on these concepts. Tell her hi from me. Uh, who's that? Uh, a skeleton also says hello. Oh, wild. I can't believe... Wait a minute. If my father is there with you, then he's not up dancing around in heaven. This is nothing to worry about. Just a spiritual layover. Well, okay. Tell him that I love him. I can hear her. He can hear you. Okay, so person voices work over the phone for ghosts, but not the other way around. <laughs> he learned something new every day. I love her too. Tell her. He loves you too, darling. And now with that resolved, I expect he's on his way to heaven, unless you need anything. No, that's all I needed. Goodbye, Daddy. Safe travels to heaven. I love you. Goodbye, Bunny. He says goodbye, Bunny. Thank you for calling, Mrs. Doyle. This meant the world to me. Goodbye. Did, did it work? I feel the exact same as I did. Should we call someone else? Uh, I hate to be this skeleton, but time is short. The world is at stake, and my sword has been very patient. You know, I killed the skeleton of a dragon with this. Then it should be more than enough to flay me. And me. Just allow me one more second on your lips, my love, while you still have them. Of course. Say, old man, will I be able to uh, keep my mustache? When you remove my face, can we keep it, attach it to my bare skull? It's, it's not vanity, you understand. It's just Sadie loves it. I mean, it's frowned upon, but I'll tell you what. We'll give it a try. We'll keep it, and then we'll see if you still want it when you're a skeleton. 
<laughs> you can't say fairer than that. <sighs> Frank, turn around. I couldn't bear to see you see me hurt. Well, ever sensible. See you soon. Hold my hand, though. Well, of course. Goodbye, my darling. I'll see you when we're skeletons. See you when we're skeletons. Frank, are you forgetting something? Probably. Oh, yes! How much do we owe you for the drinks, Winston, old man? What? It was your booze. Well, still, you put in the hours. Ah, you'll get me next time. That is another thing that you always say. And this time there is no next time. Could it be? Is that why you showed up here? It's not your spirit that was unsettled. It was our bar tab. Well, here you are, Winston. I think this should cover it. Wow, a satchel full of cash. This is too generous. You've more than earned it, darling. You know what? Thanks. I feel different. Whole? This has been heartwarming to watch. Can we do my thing now? Oh. No, we're not doing that anymore. But the prophecy, the fate of the world. Yes, we have just the thing, don't we, darling? Yes, let me just go and get it. There is a story to it. Can we skip the story? No. Pandora, the first mortal woman, was created by the gods and given many gifts. Zeus gave her two gifts, the trait of curiosity and a heavy box never to be opened. A setup from the start. Entrapment, to be sure. Of course, curiosity got the better of her. She opened the box and released all the evils into the world. Just like Zeus knew she would. He kept his hands clean, Zeus. And thus, Pandora's box, now empty of evils, became but a conduit to the place from which they came. Box of hell. Purchase at auction, certificate of authenticity, right here. Throw your ring inside. But the prophecy. Write us as skeletons. Uh, but you're not skeletons. But we have skeletons. You're merely leaving out all the rest of us. A lie by omission isn't a lie. Oh, yeah. Okay, here you go. Oh. All right, thanks. Happy Halloween. Let me see you out. Oh, thanks. Oh, you mean watch me leave, yeah. Okay, good night. I should go too. I mean, should I? Should I be fading away or moving on? Not until we've poured you one. We've solved your mystery, but we can still make a night of it. You're due a shift drink, don't you think? <laughs> Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original Dog. podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.